How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What's up, people? This is DJ. Hey, mi gente. This is Ish. And, and this, this is season, season two, two of Pero Let Me Tell You. Did you see how many reactions we got over the the violetas? The violetas, no, and the um, the picture. I posted oh, the picture about with, the, with the wedding. Oh yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was. I love that we got from you know. Oh my god, totally my family. To that's completely uncalled for and rude. <laughs> to what you gonna do? You know, it was such. It ran the gamut so much yeah. that it was wonderful. But still, no real explanation. No, and we never. Will. I think that if I went back to college. And I don't know, study anthropology. I would do like an anthropological study on the Hispanic culture and why we're late. It and that would be, be my thesis. It would. It, I think it's the Hispanic culture equivalent of the Tootsie Roll pop. <laughs> the world may never know. The world may never know. And with that little um, <laughs> nugget of information, welcome to episode number 65. Yes. This episode, we teach you how to milk a goat. Yes. This episode is brought to you by AARP. five. Do ARP. you ARP? No, I don't ARP yet. Not yet. We still got 10 years. We still got 10 years. Okay. Jose well, has less. Actually, I was going to say, remember when they put Luke Perry in the cover of AARP? Oh. That didn't work out too well. Oh, do you think that ARP caused a stroke? I don't know, but kind of like their whole thing that 50 oh. is like the new, I don't know, the 30 or the new 40 and that, you know. Which that is true. I mean, I feel that people are younger is not what it longer used to be. now. Yeah. Um, 
and they wanted to use Luke Perry as kind of like the spokesperson for that. But well, he was. Well, he was, and he kind of made it cool to be fifty, I guess, yeah. in a certain way. But hey, who was that? I found that was fifty the other day, and I was like, really? They're in their fifties? Somebody? I see. Like you know that. No, was... I believe everybody's in their fifties now because you know what? You and I are forty. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, because when somebody's yeah, like, true. "Oh, how old are they?" I'm like, "No, no, no, no. I was a kid until the other day, and, and they were already, already yeah, already. and, and so, they were 30 when I was 10." Yeah, so, so it's yeah. like, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. I don't care how good they look, you know. Freaking Christy Brinkley's like 67, 68. She's probably 70. She that woman made a pact on the with the devil. Well, I mean, she offered because, up her daughter Alexa. Well, because <laughs> the thing with her is she, for some reason, she's on the Today Show a lot. Really. Well, I wouldn't say like all the time, but she's enough that you know, in a, in, one, in a year, she she may come out a handful of times. Well, it's more and, times than we come out. And she's she still looks like youthful and fresh. The, she she still has look, a California girl glow. Yeah, she doesn't look like you know a housewife you know that would be on an Andy Cohen show, right? Thank God. Yeah. So whatever. Anyway, well, episode sixty-five. Here we are, face to face. A couple of silver spoons. Hoping to find we're, we're two, two of a kind, kind. making a go. You making... Know, Actually, you know what's after... funny that we're talking about that? <laughs> go for it. Because the other day, I, what did a coincidence. Did you say he got arrested for domestic abuse? Well, because the other day when he came up, my dad was like, ¿Qué, qué edad debe tener como 45 años? And I go, no, 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 no. Ricky Shorter no tiene 45 años. The thing with Ricky Shorter, though, is that because he's been, he was a kid star. So you don't think of him as, yes, as but, old. Yes, but Silver Spoons came out in the early 80s. And like, he was like 12. Like 79 to 84. It wasn't a late 80s show. Right, and he was like well over 10. Right. And we were like amoeba. We were like True. two or one. True. You know, so no. No, no, my friend. Ricky Schroeder is in his 50s. In his 50s. <laughs> because I'm in, I just turned 40. So it's That's like, true. He's got to be in his 50s. No, 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 no. So anyway, yeah, domestic. Domestic abuse. Or, I didn't read it past the headline. Oh, yeah, I hope it was just a bad. Uh, he's one of these people that it's like, but it's Ricky. It's, <laughs> it's Ricky Schroeder. He's still called Ricky, for God's sake. It's like cute little blonde Ricky Schroeder. Yeah. We used to go around the. Um, That'd be a fun show to remake. Silver um, Spoons? You know how we were talking in the last no, episode? No, you can't remake that now because that show is you know, glorifying the 1%. <laughs> but they had a train inside the house. That's what I was thinking in the live version. That's energy inefficient when, you know, unless much... it's wind turbine powered or something. But they had Alfonso Ribeiro, which is a national treasure. I do love Alfonso Ribeiro. Okay, let's bring him back. He, w- he, was, he was a national treasure before he was Carlton. Because of the Michael Jackson, uh, yes, the uh, Michael Jackson commercial. commercial. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. you know, I don't think about it, but he's Latino. He is. He's, he's part Dominican. Part Dominican. Yeah, yeah. He's one of these people that he's been in like pretty iconic stuff, and he's been around forever. And he's been around forever, and he's not an A lister, but I wouldn't call him a Z lister either. Right. Um, he's like comfortably G. <laughs> he's one of these people like. Okay, for example, I've mentioned this to you before, but like for our audience to kind of okay, wrap their heads okay, around something. Wrap their head around. LeVar Burton oh. has been in three of the most iconic pop culture moments in like pop culture history. Roots. He was in Roots. He was in Star Trek. Star Trek Next Gen. And Reading, Reading Rainbow. Rainbow. LeVar Burton. Do most people even know who LeVar Burton is? I think of a certain age, people do. No, but I, I, I don't think 
even by name, I, I think people like us know. Right. But that's what we have a certain age. Your average person, I think that if you ask your average person, or they'll be like, kind of like, oh yeah, it sounds familiar. It sounds familiar. And I'm like, name, yeah. I'm like, he has been in three, and we're talking about iconic. like iconic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, it's not like oh, well, he was in a hit show, and like he was like a tertiary character somewhere, right? In like the seventies. I mean, in Roots, he was the guy yeah, who Susan set- Day, Susan Day. <laughs> You know, she was in the Partridge family and then in L.A. Law, and then she kind of disappeared, that's, you know? That's true. Aw. Where are you, Susan? Day? Susan Day, if you're listening, what please did you, drop what us What did a you line. do after you finished La Law? After La Law? La Law. After La Law, she went to La Court. <laughs> but, I mean, really, LeVar, I've always thought that LeVar Burton has had three major pop culture iconic moments. And most people... <laughs> I mean, that man deserves a Lifetime Achievement Emmy. Does All he right. have an Emmy? Like a Lifetime Achievement Emmy? Uh, he probably Emmy? has a daytime Emmy for Reading Rainbow. Probably. Okay. Okay. I, 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 have, I, have so. I have to assume. I hope so. I hope so. Hook the man up. Eso me hace recordar cuando tú... The time that you said... What did I say? <laughs> You're like, you know who, like, if she died tomorrow, most people would not care at all? King. <laughs> and I was like, who? You're like, Mary Hart. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Mary I Hart, Mary Hart, Mary Hart, and John Tesh hosted entertainment, <laughs> entertainment tonight for, for about years. for like you know like yeah fifty years it seemed, and nobody cares about Mary Hart or John Tesh. Or John Tesh. But John Tesh became, at least he's a musician. He's, he became like a punchline, which yes. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but he became a punchline. At least people always think of John yeah. Tesh in that context. But you're right, nobody thinks of Mary Hart. Yeah. No. Na 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 na. I was watching Soap Dish. The okay, other day. do you remember before we go that when Entertainment Tonight was like the only entertainment show? That's what I was getting at. I was watching Soap Dish. Do you remember the movie Soap Dish with it Sally Field Whoopi Goldberg. and Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. Lisa Gibbons might as well be one of the main characters in that show because she's in the, in the she's in the beginning, she's in the middle, she's and in she's the in the end. end. <laughs> and it's because Entertainment Tonight at that time was such a big thing. Yeah. Like I mean, you just. Everything you watched entertainment tonight. That's the only way yeah. you found out about entertainment news yeah. on a daily basis. It was, and it was like a big deal. That's it. Like before that, you I don't know, you had to read how to hopper. No. And uh I mean, and I remember when the National Enquirer was like the root of all evil. Like yeah. it was when it People was, Magazine was like a serious yes. uh, publication. Yeah, People Magazine. Yeah, you know, it had its celebrity thing, but it was with the serious side. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. um but yeah, entertainment tonight, very hard. So Emmy of the Academy, if you have not given Levar Burton a lot, you know what? Let's or look Mary this Hart. Up. Let's give Mary Hart no, something. No, 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 because entertainment. I mean, he Levar Burton has the more relevant. I mean, for God's sake, he taught kids how to read. Yeah, but Mary Hart had her legs insured. Okay, well, <laughs> they, we, she did. I love you can't. <laughs> Oh my god, when I was in when I used to watch Reading Rainbow as a kid, I was so afraid of getting animated. <laughs> Wait, you were afraid? I of did not an- want to get animated. Wait a minute. Lavar Burton was born in West Germany. Mira. <laughs> so okay, wait, I'm looking at his nomination. Immigrants make America great again. <laughs> Mira, you know what? Okay, so he does have he has <laughs> Not only does he have two daytime Emmys for actually no, he has a shit ton of daytime Emmys for Reading Rainbow for performer, and because he was a producer of Reading Rainbow, so uh-huh. he has he won one in in ninety ninety three ninety six ninety seven ninety eight two thousand one two thousand two two thousand three two thousand five okay two thousand Levar Burton deserves a day Levar Burton National Day of Levar Burton also has a Grammy. 
a spoken word Grammy. The, autobiog- the autobiography of Martin Luther King Jr. Well, there we go. He's uh, he's an eag. He's an eag. He's he never can, done. He's never done like theater. He's he's probably done theater, but he probably didn't originate a role. Oh, so you know you can't get nominated if you come in. Like if you're doing Chicago and you play Billy Flynn, at this point you're taking over the role, and there's no category. for You learn that. something new every day. I didn't know that, but then again, I don't know nothing about Broadway. <laughs> yeah. So look at that. He's. <laughs> Well, for those of you who do not know who LeVar Burton is, I don't know where you were in most of... And I always think of Rolly when from I think like of LeVar Burton. From like 1970 through like 2000. 2000. I don't know, Reedy Rainbow ended in like 2010? Um, Probably earlier than that because it went away and then he actually tried to bring it... He brought it back as a online, like an app. Mm-hmm. And he actually, what he wound up doing was changing the name of it from Reading Rainbow to something else. Like El Arco Iris Que Le. I can't remember right now because he did not own the rights to, oh. the, to the name. Did Reading he change Rainbow. it to like Rainbows and Reading? That would have been great. <laughs> just like, like, fuck it. I'm just going to switch it around. Rainbows and, call and it Reading. Day. Yeah. Rolly met him because um, when he, our friend Rolly. Um, his neighbor was having a party. And LeVar Burton was and there. And LeVar Burton was there. As one does. As one does. It's just like a party. And oh, LeVar yeah, I went to a, uh, my neighbor's and party. LeVar Burton was at a party. Yeah, he was at a party. You know, he was yeah. having some hopinha and, you know, talking as about... Yeah, 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 he as was hitting it up Miami style. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't this think, is the best thing we've ever talked about. I, I, don't, th- I don't think Mary Hart has been spoken about in a while. <laughs> or this often. <laughs> so yeah, if you don't know who LeVar Burton is, yeah, this is kind of like you know when we used to talk about Pia Zadora all the time. Oh yeah, you know maybe Mary Hart and LeVar Burton should you know bring back like Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd. And- yeah, but instead it's LeVar Burton and Mary Hart, and they run their own investigation. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of shows about, like, uh, detective PIs anymore. agencies anymore. No. Okay. In the 80s, there was Simon and Simon, Magnum P.I., Remington Steel. Hunter. Hunter. <laughs> there was Moonlighting. Moonlighting. <laughs> eh, That's no. just five. Cagney and Lacey didn't have their own investigation, but, you but know, were... it was there. <laughs> and there was the one with Lonnie Anderson and Linda Carter. Okay. Um, <laughs> why was private? Why were private investigators so in demand? You know why? Because they didn't have Google back then. Heard, nah, if I had to find something out, I either had to hire a private investigator or go buy the entire world book. Yeah, <laughs> that's why. Yeah, so much work. Oh my god, there's so much. There's so many. Th- there was a lot. Yeah, there was. For God's sake, Remington Steele. I mean, Remington. She had to uh, pretend to be a man. Wait, who? Remington Steele. The whole premise of Remington Steele is that the character of Laura. Mm-hmm. Um, which is played by Stephanie Zimblost. Yes. I remember oh, that Zimbalist. name. Zimbalist. Zimbalist. Um, she wanted to be her, she wanted to open up her own detective agency, uh-huh. but she, she was a woman, so she wouldn't be taken seriously. And I loved, loved, loved the show. I didn't know that was the whole premise of the show. Yes. And then the problem was, so she, she set up the, the detective agency called Remington Steel, but she needs and the whole shtick. The whole shtick was it that Remington Steel, right. nobody could see him because he was a de- you know he was a private investigator. So him being uh, anonymous was a thing. Okay, but then comes in Pierce Bronson, pre James Bond, who's you know, not anonymous who's, at all. Who's you know Mr. Suave, looks suave Mr. and looks great yeah. in a tuxedo, and he. It takes the character of Remington Steele. And that was the first time I saw Doris Roberts. Before she was Marie, to me, she was Mildred. 
Look at that. Yeah. Remington. Have you guys out there, do you guys remember Remington Steel? There's so many shows. And one there. of the things I loved Lost was that she used, to, she used to drive um, a Volkswagen Rabbit. And I thought that was a one hot car back in the 80s. It was one hot car back in the 80s. It was a convertible white. that car. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, Magnum PI. It's like all these PI shows. Well, Magnum PI I watch now. Magnum PI has come back around. And I watch it. Was MacGyver an investigator también? What was the premise of MacGyver? I mean, I knew he would get into like jams and get his way out of it with like a scrunchie. I used to watch MacGyver. Um, But what was the premise? I don't know. Because then there was like, then there was that show, The Fall Guy, which he was a stuntman, but I think he was also a detective. Oh, wait, wait. Columbo. Was, Columbo was also Columbo, on <laughs> Kojak. Kojak. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, even even freaking, I mean, he wasn't an investigator, but uh, the, the Mary Tyler Moore spinoff, Lou, Lou whatever. Uh, oh, my God. I can't remember the, Asner's character's last name. He was a, a reporter, but it also was an investigative reporter. Yeah. Investigations were hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was MacGyver. Like, what was his, his whole... No, he worked for a foundation. MacGyver worked for his fictional Phoenix Foundation in Los Angeles, which in the original series was an independent think tank. I'm not sure what that means. I don't think think tank was used in the 80s. Yeah, that wasn't a thing back in the 80s. Like, we didn't have think tanks. There was no Silicon Valley. Yeah, we don't need investigator. Private investigators. Yeah, we we have Google. We have Google. We have Google. (laughs) That's awesome. I can't, yeah, I can't think. If there's, are there any shows now about investigators? No, right? There's Magnum PI, which I watch with Jay. See, but bueno, but, that, but, but that's that's, a, it's that's a, brought back because it's a reboot. It's like, a reboot, it's, right? Um, I mean, you have cop shows with detectives on it, but not. I mean, you could say SVU, is, SVU, but it's Chicago not, PD, but, but they're not, not. They're not. That's that's a police procedural. That's yeah. not a PI show. Yeah, Simon and Simon. Simon, Simon. Remember when they when they remade that? Wait a minute, and there Spanish? was there was wait wait there was heart to heart. Wait, <gasps> oh my god, oh my god! Can we talk about the and the, the the opening theme of heart to heart for like the next twenty minutes? It is the most quintessential '80s opening theme song. Like I'm using that for the end of this of this episode. It is one of my favorite '80s theme songs. And I love the fact that it was two rich people who just woke up one day and were bored and decided to go solve yeah. crimes. Yeah. Murder, she wrote. Yeah, murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. <laughs> what was what the heck was wrong in the eighties? Why didn't we see this before? Eighties, <laughs> the decade of private investigating. Okay, was in the se- were like career fairs in the seventies telling kids to become private investigators. That was like I, well, I think the, they, the hot. I think career. they were they because you know you had Charlie's Angels, the Mod Squad. Mm-hmm. So you know the natural evolution was right. Once you once you stop working for the man Charlie, right. You open up your own PI firm. How did we not notice this before? Especially you and I that we're so big on like 80s like television. Like stupid shit that we love to like just But are at. you listening, people? I mean, I know we have a demographic out there of people that are like our age or even older that know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. Y'all know what we mean. Huh. Oh, no, so. I want to listen to the Heart to Heart theme song. I love it. <laughs> when they met, it was Moira. Okay, so switching topics now <laughs> from private investigating. Can't even imagine how you're going to transition out of this one. So, okay. <laughs> This kind of involves something crazy and somebody who I love. But Oh, God. So uh, I think a couple of weeks ago, there was this man okay. who died after he reached the summit of Mount Everest. 
Oh, are you going to? Okay. No. Okay. No, no, no. I know where you're going with this. I know where you're going with this. Because I saw the headline yesterday. And um, <clears throat> actually, the deaths are on the rise. Um, They're on the of, rise all the time. <laughs> of the people. No, no, no. But I feel like either it's because more people are attempting right. to climb Everest. So, and... so after this happened, you know, the, the poor guy, and he actually reached the summit. But I think that when he was uh, descending, mm-hmm. he went into cardiac arrest. Oh, and the sucks. poor guy died. And you know what's terrible? That if you die up there, they leave you up there. Yes. Yeah. Actually, I was, I was listening to a podcast. I was talking about the other day, and some of the bodies have been up there so long that they've become like markers. Yes. So like you're like, oh, I got as far as green boots because yeah. it's somebody who died con la pata para arriba and had neon green boots. Yeah. So it's terrible. Anyway, so then there were kind of like jokes thrown out there that climbing Mount Everest is for rich white people. Uh, well, yes, you don't you don't hear of many in the inner city saying, "Let's go climb Mount Everest." And then nothing. I don't know how true that is, but it's true. Usually, when I think of somebody who's climbed Mount Everest, or who talks or about see, it, I think of like a white guy. You know, yeah, yeah, um, it, it's not. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's people of other nationalities and races who've climbed Mount US Everest. Wise. But, US wise, US wise, but say. it seems like it's always like a white guy, and these <laughs> things are very expensive, like the gear and all that. Uh, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and you know, it's taking time out from work. <laughs> well, no, that too. Yeah, and you have to kind of train for it. Yeah. So then I'm, I'm like, okay, yeah, that may be true. And then I read in the news that one of my favorite humans in the world, yep. who, who I think brings peace and comments to the world, she just did it. Mandy Moore, um, reached. I don't think she reached the summit of mount everest but she reached one of the one of the, the bases bases yeah. in mount everest i don't know if she's gonna go all the way up um but mandy moore is climbing mount everest you know how she did it how she kept oxygen in her pocket oxygen <laughs> not pennies no mm. she's probably not eating any candy on the way up there no no and when she was done she was saying can somebody please take me home yeah walk me home please yeah. walk yeah. me <laughs> Actually, we can't do this for too long because there's not that many Mandy yeah, Moore I know. songs. We're, we've kind of hit the wall already, haven't we? That's so real. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think she's doing it with her husband. And then when she I gets hope up she there, didn't fall like a yo-yo. When she gets up there, she'll be like, I want to be with you. <laughs> up on Mount Everest. Anyway, so that reminded me one time of, and this is kind of why I brought this up okay. in terms of larger conversation. Okay. I, that reminded me one time I was speaking to a friend of mine who's Dominican, and I was, I don't know, I was talking to him about something about camping. And this guy, like, you know, he, he he's traveling or whatever, and, and <laughs> like, oh, have you ever been camping? And he's like, I'm not, I've never been camping. I'm Dominican. People from, people from the Caribbean <laughs> don't go camping. That's a white person thing. Right. And then I, it was, it's one of those things I never really stopped to think about. And I'm like, that's kind of true. Like, Hispanic people, especially Caribbean people, Hello. we don't go camping. Porque nuestros países así como vivimos. Eso es pasar trabajo por gusto. That's what we're trying to overcome. We don't go camping para pasar trabajo. Para ir atrás? No, ni para coger impulso. Uh-uh. Yeah. It's, it's true. Yeah. It's like, yo salí de la miseria. Okay, but let, me, but let me ask you something, though. Seriously. Do you find camping appealing? Okay, so I've been camping. And I've been well. Hard- you went. You did the. Um, I did the Inca Trail. Yeah. With, with my dad for his sixtieth. So I mean, like I've. But been- I think that's a little different because that has a destination. True. True. That that was uh right. It wasn't like let's just go to the middle of the woods and sit there for three days. And I think that's a little bit more of an experience because right, you're, true. you it has a destination. There's something you're, you're going- working towards. Correct. Right. Correct. There's an end goal. Yes. Um. So I mean, I've done that camping. Um. I guess to your point, then I don't know if that qualifies. Also, because I 
did that camping, but we also had people who would carry our stuff for us. Yeah, no. And then they set up for us and they would cook for us. Yeah, And no. so, you know, we just walked the Andes. Uh-huh. Which was a lovely way to spend the day. Yeah. Um, so I don't know Aquí if I... Aquí vienen la, la gente de los, los Yankees. This was in, in Peru, <laughs> right? Peru, yeah, Peru. Aquí vienen los Yankees con dos dólares. <laughs> hey, you know, they offered it, we took it. Um, I guess, no, I mean, camping-wise, no. I mean, we used to take La Casa Campaña to, like, Los Cayos. And but we'd put it up at the trailer park where my grandparents had a trailer, yeah, no. so that's not camping. And then my parents have that cabin up in North Carolina. But you've yeah, been there; no. that's not camping. That has electricity and yeah. running water, running water, <laughs> and, and air conditioning, and, and, and heat. Wi-Fi, and Wi-Fi. No, that's not camping. So to answer your question, no, I'm not. But does it appeal to you? I think that I would like the idea of camping more than the reality. Exactly. Or or I like the idea or, of disconnecting. Or because I remember when I was when I took my um. I took a trip a couple of years ago with my nephew where we kind of uh, – like We did a, a road, road trip, trip for, yeah. for – It was a while for like – Almost a month? Yeah, yeah, over the Midwest. And we did like this whole circle of the Midwest and all that. And we went to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, which as you know, it's it's very pristine land. Uh, yeah, I yeah. Mean, there's, it's, it's, it's forests. and Right. Mm-hmm. And I kind of was like, let me look at some campgrounds there. But the campgrounds that I was looking mm-hmm. at were tents with electricity. You were glamping. <laughs> with electricity. Yeah, you were not And camping. Wi-Fi. And yeah. I was like, I could take a communal shower, but not a communal toilet. If we have a little toilet, we're good. The shower, because the shower, I always think, like, I'll go in my flip-flops. You know, I'll take a shower. Well, but a communal toilet is the same as if you're, like, you know, in a mall and you have to take a dump. Uh, Yeah, but then you take an emergency dump at the mall, but then you finish your business at home. But I'm saying. Well, I'm you telling know. you how I work. Anyway, ah so, uh, no, if I have to go to the bathroom, I go to the. Oh, bathroom. I know, I uh, yes. know, I know, I <laughs> yes. know. Um, so I was thinking like, and I was looking at camp, and they and they exist. But I'm like, this is not really camping. Esa cosa de salir con una campaña. Hiking is different. Like, I'll do a hiking, like a day trip, you know? Like, go to, like, see waterfalls. Right, and, and, and right, hike right. and all that. But esa cosa de meterte all that equipment and carry all that equipment, bullshit. Go to the middle of the forest where you're going to be, you know, eaten alive by mosquitoes. My uncle to, does that to set no up a To set up a tent to, you know, you have no running. No, 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 no. If, if, if I want to be that, if I want to be that adventurous, I'll watch it. Uh, Bear Girls. Uh, no. Uh, <laughs> where's the map? Uh, uh, what? Chico, the people that got eaten by the witch, the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> Mike, where's the fucking map? <laughs> My uncle actually does that though. He will, he goes um hiking and camping in the Appalachian like at least once a year. Oh yeah, but like like real hiking, like like, camping. like real hiking. Like he goes up there and yeah. and listen. I'm sure there's a beauty a and a peace to it. That's why I say I think I like the idea of it more than the reality. That reminds me of the episode of Full House. When they go camping and Jesse doesn't want to go camping. Oh, okay. And they say, Happy trails to you until, until we meet again. again. Get the camera, Joseph, and film our, our furry friend. And then on top of that, depending on where you go camping, you have to put your food away because a bear might come. That's you know, true. It's just too much. Trouble. <laughs> you know too, what? It's too much. It's just it's a lot. It's and a then lot. you have to play dead if the bear comes, and you know whatever. I that, that's too much. And I know that if now in this day and age, if a bear comes and you're in a campground, you're gonna want to like take video of like the bear that's coming. That's true. <laughs> Pixar didn't happen. 
<laughs> so it's like, you know what? I saw mucho trabajo. I know. Eso es demasiado Mira, stress. I went to Yosemite a few years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it's amazing. And we stayed in a hotel in Yosemite. <laughs> Mira, again. That looked like a log cabin. Again, you've been to my parents' cabin. Eso está ahí arriba en la montaña. There's a beautiful view. You can sit on the deck and watch the sunset. You don't have to. When you get there, you go to Walmart. You buy food. You don't have to leave there for days. Pero you have AC. You have, you know, the mosquitoes outside. You can watch TV and the DVD player. Yes. No, no, no. It's actually, I think my parents don't have Netflix up there. All of our parents. I'm sorry. Of all of our friends, our parents. Can you imagine Daisy Campbell? You know what though? You know what? She might she's be one of those she will surprise us. Yeah. 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 I feel like Daisy. She'll be like, type- give me the axe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm chopping the wood. Lumber. Or on the other on the other end, she'll be like, oh my god, a mosquito. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, she's that she's that person who I think going in we'd be like, I do have it. She's gonna be Prisbot two thousand. Mm-hmm. And then she gets in there and she rolls her sleeves up and she builds a canoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, she just takes charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then Marcy will be like, whatever. Ingrid will be like, Yo no voy a pasar trabajo. Ingrid wouldn't go. Uh, she'll be like, I'm not gonna pasar trabajo. Ingrid wouldn't go. Mall. She'll be like, I'm um, at the motel six. Uh, Let me Marcy, Marcy will be like, Yeah, I wanna go camping, but no, because like <laughs> I don't know, a crow may come and and oh oh, oh, I know who I'm taking camping. I'm taking Tony camping. Oh, yes. Our friend Gladys' husband, Tony. Tony, No, we're taking Tony camping. He Forget is prepared everybody else. for everything. Forget everybody you want to talk about MacGyver? Yeah. That, that man That man has Mac- a roly kid. He's Macramos. <laughs> okay? Macramos is what he is. I'm taking Tony camping. Yes, yes. He'll, 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 um, he'll take care of everything. Yeah, he'll, he'll, take care he'll build everything. a tent. We'll be fine. And then he'll... Um, and it'll be like water repellent. Yeah, and he'll um he'll build a roaring fire. Yes, and he will whittle a canoe because he yes. won't even it won't even be like he'll put a raft together. Oh my god, can you imagine Roly camping? I love you, Roly. I know you listen to our show. Everybody. Like, okay, listeners, like we're going down a like roll call of our friends. Like, <laughs> yeah. think about you camping with your friends. Like, which friends will make it and which friends will not? I'm gonna be honest with you. I'd be like the team player, but there'll come a point I'll be like, fuck this shit. Like, I'd be like, let's just yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. The roman but the romance is over. I need a McDonald's. <laughs> I'm done. I need a McRib. But yeah. So so is camping a white people thing? <laughs> Or or us island people <laughs> like fuck no again because con that's los just... en Cuba. Exacto, that's what I'm saying. Oye, con lo que acabas de pasar Puerto Rico con le, con el huracán, hice ahora de, de camping on purpose. No, fuck you. No, Hurricane Maria, the one year camping trip. No joda, los cables que están comiendo en Venezuela van a ir camping también. Maduro está haciendo los apagones. Welcome to camping exactly. life. Exactly. That's camping life. Cam- hashtag camp life. That's camp life. When camp life is life. But you know what? That's also a thing. That, that going back to the white people thing. That like, for instance, we don't go to sleepaway camp. Are you kidding? We don't go to sleepaway camp. So we never grow up con esa cosa del camp. You we know don't what go I mean? to slumber parties. No, we don't. We don't. Tú no sabes en casa de quién tú vas a dormir. Nada que ver. No, 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 no. Nada tú no le puedes tener confianza a nadie. nadie. A nadie. Outside of your grandparents' house and maybe your aunts and uncles. Yeah. Y cuidado. Y cuidado. Y cuidado. Dependiendo del tío y la tía. That's so funny. When people are like, oh, did you ever go to slumber parties? I'm like, slumber, slumber parties? parties. Are See, you I think, kidding me? I think we had our first slumber party at like 19. Yeah. I'm like, slumber parties? My parents let me sleep at somebody else's house? <laughs> You're cute. I'm telling you. I think the first time that's that we, a all, very, that we that's all did something like that was like we were like in college. The first yeah. time we were all at somebody's house and we're like, we're just going to sleep, yeah, stay here that and was sleep. Very, that's a very Hispanic or Latin thing. Yeah. 
Yeah. You don't sleep in somebody else's house. No. Ever. Nope. Nope. Not gonna be. Nope. Una casa ajena. Tú no conoces No, no, no. Yo los conozco, pero no los conozco. No, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. So anyway, <laughs> so something else I wanted to bring up that I saw in the news. Actually, I saw in the news a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. but um, it's kind of to the point of a bigger conversation. Viste que la Rihanna firmó un contrato with the House of Louis Vuitton or no sé qué. She did. Yeah, for Fenty, the Fenty clothing line. It's gonna oh. be the high end. It's gonna be a high end, uh, um, like couture, high end. But si es que I, don't, I don't think she dresses couture. Uh, it's going to be a high-end house. Like, like a... Right. The last... Um, the last, I believe, brand that, like, the Louis Vuitton mm-hmm. marquee kind of brand or company opened was Christian Lecroix in, like, the 80s. Oh, wow. And she's getting, like, a full brand. This is not, like, you know... It's a, not, like, a vanity thing. No, like, like a, a full-blown brand. So... <laughs> I looked here at to see some of the designs. So she has this um, oversized denim jacket, which is pretty much that. A it's denim a jacket. denim jacket that's oversized. It's uh, $1,100. She For has, a jean jacket? She has a Fenty cap that's a regular mm-hmm. cap that's $80. Um, she has an oversized denim shirt that is $810. Um, uh, dollars and I, I, I love I love when these designers or well no I'm sorry well designers too whether it's a like a legit designer or like a celebrity turn designer <laughs> when they start saying stuff like oh you know the the purpose of my brand is because I want all women to feel confident and it doesn't matter your size and you know blah 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 well I don't know how many people women are gonna feel confident wearing a uh, you know the this denim corset dress for eight hundred ten dollars which pretty much looks like a big denim shirt. Um, did you see who else just signed, who has a, a fashion line? I think it's with Lord, and, either Lord and Taylor or Nordstrom. King. I love her, but I can't think of anybody who I would want to look l- less like in clothing than Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, yeah, no. Well, I know that from The View. Yeah. Pero, and she has a collection of, um, Is it for women who Christmas find bag sweater. ladies too, fa- too casual? Well, the reason I wanted to bring this up is because we've seen more and more and more, um, Celebrity in, designers. In the last, and, right, celebrity mm-hmm. designers. And, you know, some I feel fizzle and some are very successful. Like, I, I think I had mentioned well, to Jessica you. Jessica Simpson. I, I, was. I was watching CBS <laughs> Sunday Morning a couple of uh, months ago. Who had 31 minutes. What? That Who had 31 minutes in the pool as to when he would mention CBS Sunday Morning. Oh, my God. Stop it. <laughs> Take a shot. And <laughs> shot, shot, shot. And Jessica Simpson's brand has made over yeah. $3 billion yeah. in profits. And so I guess... What, what you know the point of the conversation is do you what i mean by i don't mean in the literal sense <laughs> but do you, you take it seriously do you take these like celebrity brands seriously because again i i i would love to know how involved Jessica Simpson is in her brand. How involved is Rihanna going to be in in their brand? Are they just the face of it, mm-hmm. or are they there picking textures and colors? Because, for example, Victoria Beckham, mm-hmm. Victoria Beckham actually is very involved in the design of her line, mm-hmm. but that's also kind of always been her shtick, right? Yeah. Um. So, 
and 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 I feel that Victoria Beckham has like all a fashion line. She just doesn't have like this. I know you and I are probably not the best sorts to be talking right. about as, this. As, as I sit here in a plaid Old Navy shirt right. and you sit in a Pan Am t-shirt. Right. Yes. But I wonder, like, these celebrity endor- like, endorsed lines, like, I would always think, like, Paris Hilton uh, has um, all these perfumes. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, do people, like, really buy this because they think that she had anything to do with this? Or, like, I, I don't know. It's always puzzled me. I guess that's more of a woman thing. Like, for example, when Mark Anthony had his line with Coles, I didn't really give a shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I like some of his shirts, I have to say. No. Uh, or, but, were, but, if, nice. but if you like his shirt, it's independent over the fact right, that it's Right, it's not because it was Mark, Mark Anthony. Anthony. I mean, that's right. the only person I can think in terms of men closing. So, obviously, when it comes to women's clothing, you and I don't know anything. But at the same time, like, I wonder, if is that part of the appeal? Because, for example, Jessica Simpson has not – I don't want to say that she's not relevant, but in terms she, of her a pop, pop culture, singer, right, pop culturally. She, she hasn't been big in for the public a while. Eye, let's say. So, are, so are people buying you know, her, her stuff? I, I can see Rihanna because Rihanna is somebody who's edgy and see, kind I, of – I think with Jessica Simpson, it may have started out that way. And I think – again, I don't know her products, but I think she's been doing it for a while now. And I, I, I would assume it probably speaks to the quality. I think what probably happens is at first people were like, ay, los zapatos de Jessica Simpson. And they're like, coño, estos zapatos salieron buenísimo. And they're cute. And they're, you know, a good price and blah, blah, blah. And so the next time you come around, you know, you may be like, well, you know what? The last time I bought a pair of her shoes, they lasted me a year. I don't know how mm-hmm. long women's shoes last. Um, you know, and they weren't expensive. They were only like 70 bucks or whatever. And so maybe the next time you go around, you check them out. You know, you you, yeah. you you put them into your consideration set, but I but again, to me, it's like the appeal. Like I I get it that maybe somebody who's popular at the moment, and and you're kind of like, oh, but like, are we supposed to believe that these people actually sit down and design this? I think some more than others. The one that you know, who I who, you know, I I will tell you, I don't think she has designed anything or been in any room or anything that she slaps her name on has been created as Madonna. I don't think Madonna played a role in her Truth or Dare perfume. I really don't think she performed a role in her fashion line with Macy's Material Girl, other than slapping her name on it. Probably. I just, I, I just. But she, those were okay. She but, but those were. She doesn't strike me as somebody. Madonna's always been about fashion, but as it relates to her evolution, I've never right, gotten but, the but sense. But those were like collections, right? Was in Material Girl a collection? Uh, probably. It's not like a, a like an a actual line. a line, like a permanent mm-hmm. line. I, I don't know. I've, I've always kind of been a little puzzled by it. You know, it's really interesting. When I saw this on CBS Sunday morning, one of the most profitable celebrity clothing lines is by a Cuban. Daisy Fuentes. Daisy Fuentes. And it's been one of the oldest. Who actually I would love to have on the show. Tried reaching out to her. So if anybody knows Daisy Fuentes. Try to get through Richard Marks. Yeah. Listen, we'll be right here waiting. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, summer's coming up, so you know, we have those endless summer nights. And, and we do record after dark, so we're the children of the night. Yeah, so we're good. We're good. We're right. good. So <laughs> You know what you know what would have been great actually to ask about this and maybe we'll have her on and, and chatter up about this is this week's guest. Carolina Cadillo. Oh yes. You know she's got an opinion about everything and She does. She's a feisty she's one. She's a feisty one. She's been on New York radio for a long time. I'm not gonna say for years, because that sounds like she's way older than she is, but for a long time. And she's got her podcast, Carolina Cadilla Show, on Revolved uh, Network. Mm-hmm. And we had the f- actually it was a very fun conversation, you know, to chat it was with awesome. her. I mean, she was a blast. She's the definition of spitfire. Yeah. You know, yeah. and and I feel I feel that we should have interviewed her at like a bar. <laughs> like, no, yeah. yeah, at a bar for like four hours. 
and just kept plying her with drinks so it could get even feistier, you yeah. know? Um, but she's fantastic. And so we got our, our chat with her coming up. And so without further ado, here's Miss Carolina Cadillo. All right, listeners, and we're back with the hostess with the mostest, Carolina Cadillo, host of her own podcast, Carolina Cadillo Show. Thank you so much for joining us, Carolina. Hey, it's an honor and a pleasure being with you guys. Welcome to Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes, actually, the honor's all ours, girl. Uh, We've been trying to get this pod, this interview for a while now. I've been talking to Ish for a while now. (laughs) Between schedules, you got sick for a while there. It was just like trying to nail jello to the wall. Exactly, exactly. But you know what? We're doing it now, so let's exactly. <laughs> have fun with you guys. You guys are, I heard your first podcast. Really, really good. So congratulations. Oh, well, thanks. if you, you you listen to what, episode one? Yeah, and I already apologized. Oh, yeah. that's rough. Because <laughs> episode one was <laughs> like... Good. It, well, thank you. You're, I heard it my husband today. He even said it's actually pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it, I I will advise you to listen to you know the newer episodes where we're a lot more polished because in that first episode we were like uh, we got a microphone in front of us <laughs> and let's just talk away. But I guess there's something there's something said for it being more organic. I guess. Anyway, Carolina, from one podcaster to the other. Tell us a little bit about, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourself. How how did you evolve yeah. or how did you get to this whole, you know, media in terms of podcasting and radio? Because yeah, I know some of our New York listeners, you know, know who you are because they've basically heard you for, you know, for a bit now. I mean, you were on La Mega, right? La Mega Se Pega. Uh-huh. <laughs> for 20 años, 20 años. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's, you got the gold watch, didn't you? Yes, I did. But you know what? I started when I was six, I started when I was sixteen years old. I auditioned um, to be the traffic reporter for Mega Night Ten Point Nine, which was just starting, and uh, Raul Alarcón, who was the um, the CEO of SPS, oh, yeah. Alarcón, um, Alarcón yeah. Station, yeah, auditioned. Yeah, he auditioned six hundred girls, and then I was sixteen at the time. And then my boss at Shadow Traffic said to me, "You know what? You're Spanish. I know your Spanish is horrible, but let's try you anyway." So I did. And then, like a, two weeks later, Raul Alarcón's father calls me. He says, you know what? We like your accent. So that's how I got picked out of 600 girls to audition. Wow. wow. And 16. I mean, I don't even remember. What were we doing at 16? Not Dude, working. Not, not working, working on radio. <laughs> and, and not telling, I mean, traffic. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't know what tra- where I am. And, yeah. So when I started, I was so nervous. And um, Raul Larcón would call me every single day after every report. Okay, do traffic like this. Do traffic like that. Do traffic like this. So, you know, it, it's been an adventure, you know that? But um, it's, it's been a good venture. I've been doing um, Mega and I said point nine for 20 years with Lucy wow. Menes show, then um, Univision and TV. And now the podcast with my husband, um, who's Americano. I love the dynamic between you and Jeff. Like, I got to say, I think it's... Thank you so- I mean, I guess it works because you guys are married. <laughs> so, you know, I would hope you guys have yeah. chemistry. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but you know why it works? Because sometimes when we record, I, you know, I don't know, you guys, I'm a perf- I, between both of you, I don't know if one of you is a perfectionist. I'm a perfectionist. If I say we're recording at 10 and just not down there at 10, I still get mad at him. And we start a fight on the air. So that's, yeah. I think that's why it works. I think we can relate. <laughs> Even though we're not married, but we can relate. We can relate. Yeah. So, so um, in terms of radio, you said you've been there for twenty years. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you do the the morning morning track, the morning show. 
Now, mm-hmm. how, how you know, I, I'm always very curious about, like, morning shows, radio morning shows, uh, in terms mm-hmm. of content, because, you know, mo- obviously, uh, most of your listeners are driving. So how, how has that been challenging for, you know, for your show in terms of how it's evolved, in terms of it being a morning show? It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, you know what? Uh, first of all, I worked with a, a genius, Lucy Manister, right? So um, they handled the comedy part. And I was a kind of the producer also, um, doing the content, what's trending, what's happening in news. Um, I was constantly bringing that every single day. I was up at three in the morning. Uh, Damn. Sometimes I no sleep. Yeah, sometimes I no sleep, you know that? Because we wanted to bring um, the best to our audience. Right. And you know what? And, and it's just, and with our team, it just so worked. We had like, over, I think we have over 10 people on our team. So it just worked, you know, and um, they were always making fun of me because of my Spanish. No están bien, but you know, but, but it worked, you know. Pero tú resuelves, ¿verdad? Exactamente. Oh, that's awesome. Now, I have to say, I, I you know, obviously I, I did a little research on you, looked you up, and you also participated in a staging of the vagina monologues. Is that correct? Oh my gosh, that's great. Very good. Un aplauso para ti, yeah. So... So How'd that SPS happen? Is, <laughs> SPS is located, was located on 56th Street in Manhattan. And across the street from there was a um, gym. Um, it was called the Radu um, Gym. I worked out there too. And then so did Rosie Perez. So one day Rosie Perez asked a mutual friend of ours. Um, she was um, um, hosting the Vagina Monologues on Broadway. And she had 50, 50 actresses, but she wanted two radio people. So she asked Angie Martinez, Ooh, and then oh, wow. a mutual, yeah. So she asked a future friend of ours, "Can you get Carolina Carrillo?" Um, I think I was 24, 25 at the time. So last so year, I was like, oh my, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Last year. <laughs> anyway, so um, I did it, and it was like one of the most amazing experiences of my life. I was still dating my husband then, and um, so we we practiced. And you know, can I tell you one? So one of our practice rehearsals. I was with my sister backstage and I'm practicing my lines and all of a sudden some, some girl shows up to us and says, can you help me practice my lines? Cause I'm dyslexic. And then it was Salma Hayek. Hello. Oh, like, wow. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, oh my. she is like the nicest person in the world. Tan humilde. Really? Um, so, that's, that's great to yeah, hear. Yes. Yes. Very, very humble. So after that, um, our first night, um, it was, Angie and Martinez and myself got on, on stage and we did we were together doing one bit. I think my line was if a vagina could talk, what it would say. 
That and was what, my line. And what would it say? <laughs> I, you know, I, you know, I, I, I forget her response, but it was, it was, it was but you know what? Hillary Clinton, um, who else was uh, her husband? Uh, Bill Clinton was in, was in, was in the uh, audience. So was um, Sama Hayek's boyfriend at the time, Ed Norton. Who oh, was, okay. what, who, was, who wasn't that nice? That not nice. Oh, oh. Well, we won't. We yeah, won't go into yeah. that then. We'll 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 skim over but, that. <laughs> but you know, he's a great actor. I love him. That's because true. Because at you know what happened? Because at the at the um, after party, she had to actually ask him if she could have a photograph with us. So you know. Oh, okay. But okay. but Sam but Sama was the nicest person in the world. So humble. So. I always remember that, you know, yeah, she's, she's, actresses. I think she's one of these people, a lot of, well, maybe Hispanics, we do. But I mean, I remember when she was in soap operas. She yeah, what? Teresa. She did yeah, telenovela. Yeah, she, yeah. she was in soap operas. So, you know, and back then she, I mean, she was, she was known within that genre, but she wasn't like uh -huh. a, like the superstar that she went on to be. Oh, wow. She, let me tell you something. She's like the nicest person. Angie Martinez was so nice. I also worked with um, oh my gosh, so many famous actresses now. I'm just not forget. I'm forgetting their names right now. But um, <laughs> it was it was a, it was a good experience. Let me tell you. You know. Can, can I just so, say that uh, the okay. one thing I'm picturing though right now is like you at the gym, like and Rosie Martinez and Rosie Perez next to you on the treadmill. But because she's a dancer and a choreographer, like no matter how fast she goes on that thing, she's just like keeping up. Well, the average <laughs> person would be like sweating like crazy. <laughs> Exactly, but you know, it was it was a great. She was really, she's really cool. Um, but it was like one of the best experiences of my life. I think it was really, it was just you know, it was just um, it was uh, unreal at that moment. I'm like oh, it's surreal, surreal actually, you know. So yeah, so, but it was good though. Thanks, thanks for doing your homework, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, I try, I try on occasion. But so you know, you, you have this radio career. You know, you've done some cool stuff off, you know, off Broadway. I'm assuming. Um, you know, with, with these celebrities, et cetera. Like, at what point do you turn to your husband and be like, you know what I need is more projects. Let's start a podcast. Well, you know what? Because Luis Jimenez always had Jeff on the air because I was married to Americano. He was, oh, okay. Jeff was always on the radio with us. And he actually filled in for me sometimes. So, and they always made fun of him. So, um, you know, what, Jess, like, you know, let's do, let's do, a, everyone's telling me, why don't you guys do a podcast? Why don't you guys do a podcast? So we started doing a podcast. And I think in the first month, we had 5 million hits. Damn. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was good. The Webin came on with us. Um, right. And then, you know, and then we have a lot of celebrity interviews. And I think right now, you know, it's just, it's just evolved. So right now it's just a husband and wife team. But you know what? We're having a lot of fun. We still fight because um, I'm a perfectionist. And it's like, I'll be there in a minute, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what makes it fun to hear, right? You know, the dynamic. If you have two people who are absolutely the same, it gets boring after a while. Exactly. And then now we have the baby in the photo, in the, in the, also in the picture now. Mm. So he'll be downstairs crying. And we're like, okay, you know, that's the baby in the background. And, no. you know, we've always told our story. I think... Um, because we went through eight years of trying to have a baby, oh, you know, wow. and I, I was, I always wanted, to, wanted to be real on the radio too, like you know, um, right. trying to have a baby. I mean, it was, it was extremely emotional, you know. So I know a lot of women related to me, and then, and then, you know, Jackson happened. So it's been, mm -hmm. it's been an amazing two years. He's gonna be two years in August. So it's, it's August been an amazing, amazing life. August fourteenth. Oh, I'm August sixth. That's why I asked. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We Leo's. <laughs> Let me tell you. 
<laughs> I know, right? Is that what it is, Leos? Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're fun, but we're difficult. Uh, you know what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. <laughs> now, um, something that we talk a lot about here in the podcast, uh, both of us being mm-hmm. first generation, um, you know, we're, we're both parents of immigrants, so we're first generation, having been either born or raised here, is that we talk about how we're always stuck between two cultures, right? Through, you know, we're stuck between Latin culture and American culture, and we're kind of, you know, somewhere in the middle. So I'm curious, you know, you, somebody who's actually married to somebody who is, you know, white or quote unquote American, you know, how has mm-hmm. your experience been, you know, meshing the two cultures together? Well, first of all, Jeff habla español. Oh, right? really? He talks Spanish. <laughs> yes, of course. Listen, you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to lose who I am. And now our son, uh, Jeff is Jewish. Our son, right. who is Americano, también, you know, you know, uh, pelo rubio. But he also understands and speaks Spanish. So, well, whatever he says, he's blabbing, but he understands Spanish. So, um, being of a, a Spanish culture has to extend to my son, too, because it's really, really important to me because it's who I am. Right. That's awesome. You know, it's funny now that we're talking about this and you had mentioned Sama Hayek. I think one of the best movies that. Um, kind of shows the experience of, you know, un americano casado con una latina is the movie she did with Matthew Perry, Fools Rush In. Oh, yes, yes, yes. And, and, and you know what, that, that movie, a lot of people forget about that movie, but there are moments in that movie that I think are very, very realistic to, mm-hmm. you know, to the Latin experience, how everything that we do, whether it's a baby shower or just to get together, becomes this huge thing, this huge party, and... For, you know, other people, it isn't. It's like, well, do you always have to have your whole family over, you know, for for whatever it is you're celebrating? And it's it's something that when you're raised Hispanic, you don't even think about it. But then when you see other people, it's kind of like, oh, wait, they don't invite 50 people to like... <laughs> they don't know their third cousins? You're right. The kid's baptism? It's like, of course you do. Yeah, you're so right. Because my husband, Jeff, um, when, we, when I went to his... He's Jewish. So when I went to his parties... It was like solo 10 personas. Right. When it came to my Christmas parties for La Gente Hispana, it was like 100 people. And at Christmas Eve or, or New Year's Eve, we all kiss each other. He was like freaked out. And yeah. now he's so used to it. Right. And now he wants to do the same thing with our son. I'm like, <laughs> it was actually fun. But you guys are right, though. You guys are right. Although there's some Jews. I know some Jews that are just as bad as Hispanics. You know, that they're, they're you know, they're they're very, yeah, it's everything is like a bunch, you know. It's they, a they, huge gathering. It's a huge gathering. A... I mean, those people know how to party with those bad mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. <laughs> they actually do. Because you know what? So we're raising Jackson. Um Él es cristiano y judío también, los dos cosas. So um, he's he's going to be uh, going to church and he also goes to um, you know temple. I'm, I'm, how are you pulling that off? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it works because uh, he goes to church with me on Sundays and you know what he goes to temple too. You know like uh, Rosh Hashanah, he does all that. Oh wow! Well, that's 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 really that's... actually great because I feel that a lot of times. When couples marry, and that's the case, that one of them is Christian and the other one is Jewish, they usually go with one over the other. Or they just abandon. Right. But it, that's kind of neat that you guys are raising him with both. I mean, I imagine that's more work, but that, that that's kind of, I mean, my hat's off to you because 
I mean, it's, I, I imagine it certainly takes effort. effort. Yeah. Um, you know what? It actually doesn't. You know that because, um, you know what? It, Jeff actually decorates the house uh, for Christmas. He does everything, <laughs> and he does he does Easter. He does everything. You know oh that? He, dec- he buys a tree. So you know what? It's it actually doesn't take any work. You know, and Jackson, um, I'm 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 so glad he's gonna be raised this way. Uh, you know, he does the temple, he does Christmas, he does, you know, the, uh, uh, what is it? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just forgetting, you know, what, the, the uh, yeah. Hanukkah? Oh my gosh, what's the seven day? Yeah, Hanukkah, Hanukkah. the menorah, <laughs> the menorah, dreidel. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, just put the menorah next the to the menorah. Christmas tree. Go on, go on. Put the menorah next to the Christmas tree and everybody's happy. Yeah. Yes, exactly. We do the menorah, we do the Christmas tree, we do everything. So, but and it works, you know that, and, um, we actually, when Jeff and I were getting married, my my pastor would not marry us because Jeff was Jewish, and then his rabbi would not marry us. So we went to Unitarian Church, who believes in everybody. So it was good. Wow, that's awesome! Wow, yeah. that I'm, I'm really impressed with that story. You don't you don't hear that a lot, as this you know, especially in this day and age. I think that one of the, I, I think that now, I mean, maybe your opinion is different. I think we're becoming a lot more tribal than we once were or, or, or should have or should be uh-huh. and it's kind of mm-hmm. neat that you guys are really forging ahead and you know you're kind of he's living a, by your own design and, and you know it's going to be great for for jacks i think being exposed you know he's going to mm-hmm. be speaking english spanish you know christianity judaism i mean it's it, not going to be a narrow-minded kid at all exactly exactly i totally agree with you guys you know so um but uh we're having fun so and hopefully i'm telling you guys first um, we want to extend our family, so we'll see what happens in the future. And I'm actually telling you guys this for the first time because we've been thinking about it for a, for a while now. Oh, well, so we got everybody, a, you heard we have an exclusive. You heard it here first. So <laughs> exactly. I want to go back a little I'm bit. I'm actually telling you exclusives. So. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go a little bit back to um, you know your show scene, Sensuda, mm-hmm. because again, you guys have been around for so long. How have mm-hmm. you seen the, you know, Latino experience or the the Latin, um, you know, um, well, experience here in the U.S. change in these 20-some years that, that you've been on the air? Well, I'm sorry. How do you mean that? How... Well, I mean, in terms of your, 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 your listeners, are you finding now that you have, like, a, a different type of demographic where at one time you had maybe an older demographic or a more, you know, straight Latin demographic, and now you're having multiple generations listen to your show, um, you know, than 20 years ago? I think that we have more of a Spanglish demographic listenership mm-hmm. now. Um, I feel that... Um, even with our podcast, it's it's Spanglish. It's all Spanglish, you know. Um, there's oh, totally. like second generation, third generation, and also, um, you know, my, even my mother's friends listen to the podcast. So I think it's like uh, the older generation and the new generation of who speaks Spanglish. Right. You know the re- the reason I ask you that is because down here in Miami, um, there mm-hmm. there is a very famous uh, morning talk show as well that's hosted by by someone who's been Javier Romero who's been hosting it for like I don't know 25 30 years since I could remember he's hosted it and I remember I used to listen to mm-hmm. it on in in when my mom used to drop me off in school and I felt that at the time it was very driven to 
older people, maybe more mature, you know, like my parents' age, because they were the Spanish speakers. They were the Latinos. They were, you know, they were that demographic. But now that same show, again, with the same host. Way more youthful. It's, I mean, yeah, it's very Spanglish. They have a lot more, like, more urban edge to it. So it's funny because when I listen to it now, I'm, I think, wow, they're totally going for a a much more wider demographic than back in like the 80s and the 90s. Well, it used to be like puro balada. Yeah, yeah they would, they would go for it. That's smart. You know why? Because we just don't have Spanish listeners. We have Spanish listeners. We have their offspring. So again, that's smart. So when Jeff and I try to do a podcast, um, we try to do, of course, Spanglish, but it's smart because we have our, uh, we try to do the old listenership Plus, you know what, uh, the, the new listenership, because I have nephews and nieces who are, don't speak Spanish, but they understand it. So I think that's a really, really smart thing. If you want to evolve, I think we need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I meant when I asked you that, because I feel that the being Latin today or Latinx, whatever you want to call it, is, is a much wider um, and more experience. open experience than it was Mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. 20 years ago which 20 years ago sounds like a, lo- a long time but it really isn't um so exactly. you know for shows that have been around for so long just like yours I've o- i'm always curious how you've had to adapt throughout time you know because of the changing demographic you just have to evolve and you also you know what even though um, maybe the the current show is getting older you have to bring younger people in to um to, sh- to bring in what's trending among the young people. What are the young mm-hmm. people talking about? You know what? Let's talk about the younger generation. So I think bringing up, it's all together. I think that's, that's a smart thing to do. Yeah. La juventud, caballero. Yeah. La juventud. Yeah. Yeah. Claro, claro, claro. So, claro. you know, back to the podcast, you know, we've had our podcast um, almost a year and a half now. And, you know, we, we've been very satisfied with it. We've, we've grown a lot in audience and, you know, and, and being had recognized really cool and stuff like that and had great experiences. But what do you recommend? I mean, we're not in the millions um, <laughs> in terms of people listening to us. You know, what do you recommend, not only for us, but just anybody who's, you know, wants to start a podcast? Because now I feel that obviously with podcasts, Podcasting, everybody can have their own show. So what do you feel, you know, to anybody who's thinking of starting a podcast and, and getting out there, what are some of the things you, you recommend and, and, and all that? Because, I mean, obviously, even though you were a radio personality, I mean, you could have had a podcast that just bombed, but your podcast has been extremely successful. Um, so what, what do you think that attributes to? I think, I think the major thing is to be yourself. Don't change. If you guys are funny together, bring that to the to the airwaves. Don't like, don't change. You know what? Because you're oh my god, we have to be serious on the radio. No, no, no. You know what? Bring who you are. Bring the funny because people do not want to hear anything serious. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you you're bringing something uh, a different like to- like if you're gonna talk about a certain topic, then okay, then bring that topic. Okay, but be yourselves. I think you know that. Um. And I, I also hear that a lot of agencies are now putting more money into podcasts than to radio uh, yep. commercials. Wow. So um, I, I, no, I, I heard you guys. You guys are real. So keep it like you. that. And by the way, felicidades because you are Gloria Stefan. So you know what? My respect to you because <laughs> I love them. They're such nice people. They really well, are. We, we're we're still trying know, to get I, them on the show, but we we met them. We we've, we've <laughs> always said, you know, when we started the podcast, we had a short list of 
like dream kind of like dream guests that we would want on the podcast that you know so 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 big in terms of dream guests that we're like we're never gonna get these people and um number one for me is the Estefans, but i think on our list was also um gloria calderon kellett who is the creator and mm-hmm. producer of one day at a time and we interviewed her a couple of months back so we were very yeah we were very very happy because she was one of those like dream guests and she was totally cool and um so the Estefans hopefully we're one <laughs> step closer <laughs> no you know what can i tell you something they are really down to earth so just keep just keep just keep doing your thing because we actually um interviewed them like a couple times on um on uh on mega and i actually asked them about their sex life and oh they were so <laughs> cool about it i really did i asked gloria i said Are you guys like how's your sex up and it, she was she was not offended she was so so cool about it you know oh wow um, but you know what <laughs> but but you know what guys <laughs> because you know what i'm so outspoken i'll i'll say whatever's on my mind even if, uh you know guys you guys know pablo alboran no hey, I, yes singer? yes Yes. So he came to our studio one day and he was singing. So I said to him, you know what? Oh my God. Dame lengua ahora mismo. Ay, pero Carolina. <laughs> even even, even that Juan Carlos from, uh, he said to me, he goes, Carolina, pero tranquila, chica. You kiss your son with that? But you, know, you know what, though? Even, even if you, you know, sometimes you get a little raunchy. It's what well, you were talking about, yeah. that realness and no filter that yeah. people appreciate. Because look at Cardi B. Cardi B has be- made a career and, and it has millions of fans because, I mean, whether someone likes her or not, you can't say she's not real. <laughs> exactly. I totally agree. I, I totally, totally agree. So I think my advice to a lot of podcasters is um, don't be fake. I mean, if you're a certain way off the air, just do that because I think that's what people like, you know, that. And I think, I think that's why podcasts are evolving now because, first of all, you can hear it whenever you want. You just don't have to you listen yeah. to a certain time in the morning. You can hear it throughout the day. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, that's we always say that our podcast is a conversation we would have had anyway. It's just being recorded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's between. But you know, with Jeff and I, we don't we don't edit our podcast at all. We just it's just us and it's just the us interviewing people, us talking. You know, um, and uh, I I just think it's at the end of the day, it's just about being real. So, uh, but we heard you guys today. We're at a kitchen table today. I'm like Jeff. We have to listen to uh, Better Let Me Tell You podcast because mm-hmm. I'm going on the show today. And he heard he heard your first podcast and your last podcast. Oh, okay. So you, was, you listen to the evolution. And, <laughs> exactly. So Jeff, who is extremely critical, very, very critical, said, you know what? That's really good. I'd like to listen to him even more. So, oh, well, thank, thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, well, Carolina, I mean, obviously they can hear you if they're in New York. They can hear you, you know, on the radio. Our listeners, if if you're not in New York, you can listen to Carolina and Jeff the way we do on her podcast, which is the Carolina Cadillo Show. It's you can find it wherever podcasts are available. Um, and honestly, thank you so much, you know, Carolina, for for taking time out. I know you know you're a very busy woman. As if you weren't busy enough, you've got a two year old. So that in and of itself is a full time job. Yes, it is. But you know what, guys? We have a studio in our house. So you know what? If you're ever in New York, bienvenido a la casa. So we can all do a podcast again. You guys are, you guys are good. You guys are really good. Listen, we're, we, 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 you, you, be careful what you say because we will take up that offer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be up in New York in June. So don't, don't, don't put out an offer. <laughs> no, 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 no. I seriously mean it. Bienvenido a mi casa. You know, we have a studio 
Well, un abrazote to you. Thank you again so much. And we've had a fantastic time chatting. Thank you, Carolina. Thank you so much, guys. Gracias. <laughs> bye bye. And we're back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wasn't that fun? That was fun. That was fun. I, I, I really genuinely like. I can't wait to have her on the show again. Yeah, and she, you know, <laughs> our, our listeners didn't hear this, but after we finished the interview with her, we were speaking to her for a while, and she was just so generous. Yeah, and so like absolutely embracing to to us. Yeah, and um, we've said it before, and it's you know we'll keep saying it is it's always so wonderful for us when we meet people who are just genuine. Yes, you know, and again, we're not. We're not DJs. We're not broadcasters. We're not. Well, I'm a DJ. Well, like, yes, you are, um, but you're not a rock DJ. Um, I don't wanna. <laughs> that's coming soon. That is coming, coming soon. soon. Couple weeks. Uh, so begins the countdown. But you know, and so it's always really, it's always humbling, and and we feel very very grateful whenever you know somebody of uh, who has that that degree of of recognition and and career takes time to chat with us. You know, and and so I don't know. I I, I don't think it'll ever get old no. for us i think we'll always be very humbled that somebody's like yeah sure we'll talk to you knuckleheads yeah you know that's awesome you know that um i was thinking now what we were talking about about celebrity designers it's like okay you know who has one of the most profitable celebrity designing or designer house is mary kate and ashley oslin okay but how how to dress like a bag lady how to... not even that i just don't even know where you would buy it i i'm are they I, like are they like a high end line? They are all high end. Oh, okay. So that means they're fashionable. Of course. <laughs> couture, darling, couture. <laughs> you know, for some reason it's totally in in Coral Gables, there's a street called Galliano. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I see it I go, Where's John? <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Edit that out. Cut nope. that. <laughs> no, because entonces Natalie Portman's going to get upset with us. Not Natalie Portman. Yes. Well, I didn't ask where's John in a good way. I, that doesn't mean I like John. And okay. That, okay. The disparate que ha dicho John. Okay, good, 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 good. So, anyway, <laughs> this has made us thirsty. Oh, my God. You're very, very, very parched. Dale. So, I'm going to give my last soda. To the Heifer Corporation. Well, now that you know what they're all about, you've met them. And you've made them feel very, very loved. But all you do is make fun of them. Um, no. Um, so there's a new series on Netflix. It's a limited series, anthology series, called What If? Mm-hmm. And what you I'm going to... That's so not what it's about. But it'd be great if it was because it's starring Renee Zellweger. <laughs> um, so my, I'm actually going to give my last soda to Renee Zellweger because... Yeah, I don't. Because I got bad reviews. Uh-huh. Well, I was gonna say I don't necessarily like the show, mm-hmm. but she is camping it up in a way that it's like her own personal Met Gala 2019. She is just chewing scenery left and right, hamming it up. I mean, I, I'm, it's. I'm, I'm, I actually want to watch it because of her. Her okay. She is playing like the the vamp the. The bitch, the it's just so over. It's so over the top that I can't stop watching her performance. The rest of the shows, I mean, there's parts of it that I like more than others, but um, yeah, no, her performance, uh, she's getting my last soda, and you know what? I'm making it a gin because that's what her character likes to drink. Well, there we go. <laughs> Renee Zellweger. 
and your deep the deep expression she emotes through her look and her eyes um <laughs> who said who was the one who said she's dead in the eyes was it me i think it was patty lapone oh patty lapone has opinions about a lot of people yes she does <laughs> a <laughs> lot yeah anyway well good for renee zellweger it's good to see her back again i recommend it if you're in the mood for something fun light and campy knock yourself out my last Coke goes to, and this is a bit of a controversial last Coke, but I don't care. It's our podcast. Okay. So, <laughs> oh God, my last Coke goes to Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney. Okay. So, you know that a lot of um, movies nowadays are filmed in Georgia. Yes. And uh, uh, Endgame, uh, Avengers Endgame was All filmed of the Marvel in Georgia, movies in for the most part. And he pretty much said that if Georgia goes ahead with passing an abortion law similar Georgia, yeah. to mm-hmm. what Alabama is, it's actually stricter, isn't it? Disney. No, it actually, actually, it's well, a little more lenient because it makes. Well, it can't possibly be stricter. No, 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 than that's the what Alabama I'm saying. No, no, no. It's actually, I mean, faint praise, but it's more lenient because it does make exceptions in cases of rape and incest. Well, he said that the Disney Corporation will probably not be filming there if those laws are passed. And I was like, you know what? Good for you. You take your consumer dollars and money elsewhere. I wonder if you, Tyler Perry will close the studio. Because you, because you know what? Well, you got to... You you, I mean, I, we could you, get into you, a whole uh, conversation. you, you vote with a, your wallet. Well, exactly. We could get a whole conversation on how, you know... Whether it's right, wrong, The, the Supreme or, Court was right. hijacked because that's a really, really big problem I have with the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court was hijacked by the Republicans, and I'm sorry to our Republican listeners, but it, it was hijacked. Oh no, it, it was, was hijacked. It I'll wasn't t- hijacked. Republicans are in power. They're going to no, no, no. It was hijacked. I'll tell you exactly why it was hijacked. Because when uh, Anton Scalia died under the Obama administration, he immediately oh, yeah, he that. immediately um, nominated Merrick Garland, who actually was a federal judge, mm-hmm. who had who I believe he became a federal judge during the Bush administration. Mm-hmm. He was ratified and he was voted for by a re- by Republicans as well. Mm-hmm. He was very much of a moderate. And uh, Mitch McConnell, Republican head of the you know mm-hmm. majority leader, said that they will not hold um, hearings to put him in. To, I totally to confirm forgot him. that Scalia died under Obama to confirm him, and and pretty much kind of shitted on Obama shat on Obama's rights under the Constitution to appoint a Supreme Court justice. Right. Okay. He pretty much shot. So yeah, yeah, they did hijack the okay, Supreme Court. Okay, I forgot that he died well, under Obama. Well, he did, and they did because if that man would have been, um, and that's actually something that's a little bit of a beef I had with Obama because I think Obama should have been like, "Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you." You're the double two fingers. <laughs> two fingers. We're gonna we're gonna confirm this guy, right? Or we're and, at least gonna go and through he the did. And for whatever reason, Obama didn't want to didn't want to fight that battle. But anyway, moving forward. Moving forward. So now the Supreme Court is the way that it is. I just cross my fingers at John Roberts. Please, John Roberts, because John Roberts is a conservative, but he's very moderate as a conservative, that he will be the, you know, the voice of reason, shall we say? The voice of reason or the voice of moderacy. Yes. Um, But yeah, vote with your dollars. And I think that's something that we can all do, whether. You know, or whether, or, it's, whether or it's influence with your dollars. Yeah, whether it's the state of Georgia, Chick-fil-A, um, you know, whatever. Those are the only two that come up to mind right now. You know, vote, Chick-fil-A. With, your, Chick-fil-A. vote with your dollars. Chick-fil-A breaks my heart. That's I, I, I get I it. I love Chick-fil-A. I get it. I love Chick-fil-A. And until very recently, you and I have talked about this yeah. a lot. Until very recently, I kind of, I was kind of giving them a pass. But the problem is now is that they are directly 
donating or giving money yeah, to they're not even pretending LGBT, yeah, exactly <laughs> into anti-lgbt you know legislation like yeah. it, like it's yeah it's totally transparent it's like yeah they're just like nope they're not pretending to yeah like i'm gonna give it to this one who gives it to this one who gives it to this one right no no no, no. not even and it's like but their waffle fries are so good <laughs> i'll make you waffle fries I, jose just bought an air fryer but but I'll i will fries. oh yeah air you know you you know it, you know the key to the air fryer what? You buy me. You go to Publix <laughs> and you buy the the rallies or checkers fries. Uh-huh. You put them in the air fryer with just a little um, spray of olive oil spray. Like a, like a pam. Yeah. Y quedan riquísima. Really? Yeah. They are ninety percent as good. The key of the air fryer with fries uh-huh. is that not to put too many in them. Okay. Because so you, if like the little thing, it's, the little, it's smaller. Yeah, if yeah, you put yeah. too much on it, it'll come out soggy. But uh, if you put just enough, get out, pero riquísima. That really? it's like, oh my god, look at this. Actually, we put like a little like parmesan on them. Checkers fries with a third of the calories. Well, I'm in for that, sir. Mm-hmm. Checkers fries are crack. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> on that note, let's go get some checkers fries. <laughs> Not a sponsor, but let's go get some fries. Well, they are open 24 hours. No, no, we can't do that. Nope. Anyway, buenos every as always. We hope you listened, laughed, and learned, and. I think that if there was one thing our audience could have li- learned from this is how to make fries in the air fryer. No chico about how many <laughs> private investigator oh, shows yeah, there were in the 80s. that's true. That's true. PI yes. was the career to be in in the 80s. So we hope you listened, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your pastelito, your <laughs> croqueta, and your jupiña. And thank you so much for joining us. That was episode 65. Bye, mi gente. This is my boss. Jonathan Hart, a self-made millionaire. He's quite a guy. This is Mrs. H. She's gorgeous. She's one lady who knows how to take care of herself. By the way, my name is Max. I take care of both of them, which ain't easy. Because when they met, it was murder. When we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.